Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the creators of the F3 formula. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the busy mum trap. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity Podcast. So the busy mum trap is a situation that many women fall into. Me and Rob have coached over 5,000 women at this point and we see the same thing coming up over and over again. It's where somebody, they think the problem they have is they're struggling to lose weight. That's what we've done for a long time. We've been fitness coaches and fat loss coaches. But the reason that they struggle to lose weight is because of what we call the busy mum trap, which is where they have so many responsibilities and so much stuff going on in their life and they're kind of catering for everybody's needs except for their own. So they end up in a situation where they literally are unable to devote the time and the effort and the energy needed to look after their health and look after their body um, and end up feeling stuck and feeling trapped. And how would you say, you, like, well, I've got an answer to this. <laughs> I'll say mine and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see what you have to say as well. But I would say, how would you say you recognize you're in the busy mum trap? Well, I would say the number one thing that stands out to me is like when, when we're talking to someone, so Ben had some phone calls with people today, we'll talk to people on email, we'll talk to our clients at events, and we say, why, why, why are you unable to, to, to make time to eat healthy and exercise? And they, they say the number one reason is they don't have time. Like if, if, if that's the situation and you're a mum, you're in the busy mum trap that we're gonna talk about today. And the weight thing that you talked about, Ben, I think that's a great point. It's like, it's like the surface level thing um, I was talking to everyone about this last night on our F3 coaching call that the way it's just the surface level problem, we're trying to solve the surface level problem with this terrible foundation. So we have this foundation that's full of issues. So let's say you're trying to build a building, let's like Buckingham Palace, you have, you're going to build your own version of Buckingham Palace, which is this amazing body that's fit and healthy and does what you want. But the foundation has got loads of like flaws in it. There's loads of trash in there, or rubbish. I don't know why I call it trash american side coming up but there's all that rubbish in there and it's just going to come crumbling down every time you try and build this great body it just comes crumbling down because there's all this stuff underneath that's not being dealt with but before we get into that what would you like how would you describe the busy mum trap in a bit more detail what's it look like for people you you've been speaking to so i'm going to write a like, list of bullet points out here so one of the first things I would say is if you feel constantly stressed. So constantly stressed, constantly overwhelmed. As Rob said, you have no time, but the reason you have no time is because you have so many responsibilities. So whether that is cooking meals, whether that's cleaning, whether that's your job, whether that's looking after kids, whether that is anything else, going to meetings at school, uh, taking part in charity work. Ferrying yeah. people around. But you're constantly stressed by the amount of responsibilities that you've got, which means that when you get in, when it's finally time, when you're like, okay, I've done everything, you're then so exhausted that the last thing you want to do is go to the gym and do a workout. Last thing you want to do is cook a healthy meal. And it's much, much easier to just crack open a bottle of wine, pour yourself a glass of wine, sit with your feet up in your dressing gown in front of the TV, open a bag of Maltesers, and eat Maltesers while you watch the Great British Bake Off, drink a glass of wine, and just think, this is just uh, 
I deserve to have this now because my life is so stressful and so busy um, that I just have no energy. I can't do it. Definitely. And that, there's loads of extra things you can add to that one point, isn't there? Like there's a, there's a um, ever, never-ending to-do list. I say that's a big thing I see in a lot of people. It's always something to be cleaned, someone to be taken somewhere, another job to be done. All sorts of things like that. Never-ending list of, of things to do that just constantly is having things added on the end. And then your fitness ends up by the wayside because you never get down to that. You've got to get through your to-do list first. What else does it look like? Any other stuff you see? So there's all of this going on, all of this stress and, and guilt. And then if you do decide, let's say you do find a little a little spark of motivation that you're now going to start taking an hour two times a week to do some exercise you feel guilt for taking time for yourself or me time so every time you do take time for yourself you're thinking oh well you know i should be doing this i should be doing that i should be looking after this person i should be looking after that person i should be helping this person out i can't possibly leave my kids with someone else to look after them or my mom or my dad or whoever i must i need to be taking care of them all the time because otherwise i'm a bad mother kind of thing this is the situation i see a lot of people in when the reality is they end up sacrificing themselves sacrificing their own happiness their own goals their own results with fitness their own confidence in order to take care of everybody else and the the knock-on effect of that is they can end up resenting all the people that they're trying trying to take care of because they're like, oh, you know, they start feeling bitter towards their partner, towards that other half. Like, I wish they would help out more. I wish I didn't have to do everything for everybody. But the reality is it's a decision that they've made not to take me time and to actually help everybody out in the first place. So it's this kind of downward spiral where you try and look after everyone else. You start resenting those people. Maybe you snap at them. Um, you feel worse about yourself. And nothing, you, it's really hard cycle to get out of. Yeah, and the more, the more you do it, the more it becomes a habit, I guess. Um, so a lot of people mm. get habits that are just ingrained. And then the, the bigger problem with that is I, I see a lot with people that everyone around them then expects them to behave in that one way because they're like, oh, whatever her name is, Joanne. Always, Joanne's always there for the kids. So the husband or their partner, whoever they're with, if they're with someone, will be thinking, well, Joanne, I'll, my wife always has this covered, so that's fine. I'll leave it. She must be fine because she never complains because that's probably another thing you can put up. Busy mums often never complain in the busy mum trap. They're often very, very uh, driven, very, very strong on the outside or they're trying to look very strong and they want to be strong. But the problem is that no one is that strong to take on all this responsibility, but they do the best. And mums are amazing for doing this. But ultimately, as you said, this ends up with them being sacrificed, their health yeah. being sacrificed, what they want being sacrificed, which doesn't cause maybe problems right now but maybe 10 20 years down the line you've got to think will i regret never having done these things do i regret now being five stone overweight and having all these health problems because right now often the problem isn't that obvious the the, the, the glaring problem everyone sees in their their head is a i've got a weight problem and b i've got kids to look after and that comes before the weight problem mm. for most people or it comes alongside it, but they just never seem to be able to figure out the weight thing. They do a diet because that seems like a quick, easy way of doing it. Like I spoke to someone yesterday on the phone who was doing, who'd done the Cambridge diet, lost like four stone, 
And she thought it was great. She was like saying, oh, I just want to be that person again. I was saying, but do you want to be that person? Because you also gained all that weight back again and now you can't lose any weight. So that person was not <coughs> not really, not a real person, but that person was, was not you. That was just a fleeting result. And so the diet don't really, the diets like that don't really work for a lot of people because they just end up causing more problems than they're worth. Mm. But I'm taking it a bit off track. So what else, what else do people find when they're stuck in the busy mum trap? Yeah, constantly stressed, never ending. I feel like they kind of, a lot of people say that they lose like themselves. Yeah. So because they're always living for everybody else. So they live through their kids. They live through their other half, maybe. They live through kind of their role as a mother, as a... Uh, a wife they or as whatever they are at work with whatever their job is they live through those different roles instead of living through themselves so all of the things they used to like doing when they were younger so i was speaking to a lady today and she was saying you know i i really used to i used to have a horse i used to go and ride horses every single week and i absolutely loved it but since i've had kids i've kind of just pushed all those hobbies to the wayside and just the kids have grown up a little bit now but i've just never started those hobbies back up again so all of all of the things that made them who they were are gone and now they're just kind of defined as the mom as the wife as whatever whatever it is they feel that they're doing all of all the time i think it's definitely everybody is kind of defined by what you do what they do so for example i coach women to lose weight which makes me a fat loss coach primarily um I also like to go mountain biking, so I'm kind of also a mountain biker. But if you just end up defining yourself as, you know, I'm just, I'm a mum, I'm a I, I, a working woman, and I'm a wife, then the things you're going to do are going to be linked to what you define yourself as. So if you find that you have no time and you're never exercising, it's probably because you define yourself in that way. But as, if you can shift that and kind of find who you are again and say, you know, I am a horse rider, for example, then you can start devoting time to doing those things that make you, you kind of find yourself again, have something just for you. And the key, the the benefit of this is when you take time for yourself, even though it seems counterproductive, then when you come back into your relationships with other people, you're a lot more appreciative of those relationships. You don't resent anybody because you already, you've already filled that bucket of me time. So you, you're then like happy to fill back into those other roles. So everything improves in that regard yeah and i think a lot of people know they should be taking me time like i often speak to people who say i know i should be but it just doesn't seem to happen and because of all these these um pressures and commitments that slowly then turn into habits that are really hard to get out of and then what a lot of people i speak to end up being like is they've got this really brave strong face on for themselves uh, for the family so for their other half for the kids because they don't want to feel like they're being a burden they don't want to feel like they're being selfish they don't want to feel like they're not pulling their weight within the family so even though I, I know it's shifting now in younger generations especially with our sort of age group it's still taking a long time to catch up that it's generally seen as the mum looks after the kids the dad goes to work and so the mum should be strong she should be there for the kids she shouldn't be expressing her frustration or emotions it should be doing this, you should be doing that. And there's quite a long list of things that society says a mum should be, which is which is a hard thing to do. And mums are great at doing it, but they've got to then try and put on this strong face, this happy face as well. I'm happy, I'm strong, I can do this. 
this is fine. I'm a machine. Like so many of the people we work, women we work with, are absolute machines at getting like all the, all the work their work done, and then coming home and then getting the kids sorted out, getting them to bed, and then the only thing that's left though at that point is their energy is completely gone, and all they're left with at that point is just kind of an empty shell. They're feeling like you said they've kind of lost themselves, and they're exhausted yeah. every single night, and then they need something to feel better. So what happens? Well, should I cook a healthy meal, or could I have like a nice glass of wine? And a bar of chocolate well that's going to make me feel better i'm fucking exhausted no chance that i'm really going to feel like doing a workout now and by the time the kids are in bed and all the rest of it ticked off this massive to-do list i've just got a little bit of time to watch some tv i've got no energy have a glass of wine or have the chocolate pass out in bed get up the next day and repeat and people are stuck in this cycle in this trap and i think a lot of people are feeling from what i've spoken to they're in this panicky situation where they don't really want to admit it. And I think all of us as humans have this. We don't want to admit that we're kind of falling apart on the inside. It's like I've had times in my life where I felt the same. You don't want to admit this because we're told we shouldn't talk about these things. We should be strong. We should be there for our family or whoever. And so we don't want to admit that. And the inside, like we're crumbling. We're slowly losing ourselves, dying inside whilst trying to support everyone else. And this is, this is the, the peril of the, the busy mum trap. And if, if, if you've got to think, if I continue to do this for the next 10 years, I don't know how much longer people do this for, where's that going to end up? Because the example you lead as a mum or as a parent, as we all know, because a lot of us have ended up copying our own parents unless you try very hard not to, the example that a parent leads is generally what the kids are going to copy as well. So it doesn't just impact you. I think that's another important thing. In the short term, you might be helping. In the long term, you might actually be setting an example that's not what you want to set in terms of how to look after yourself, how to look after your health, how to have respect for yourself. But it's a very hard thing to undo. And this is why in our current F3 Fast Track program, I'm doing two hour training sessions every week to guide people through this. Because there's a lot of things that lead to this. So what would you say, Ben, are some of the, some of the things that lead people to, to this place of being a this busy place? Man? All right, here we go then. I've got a diagram we've never seen before. You'll be very excited for this. If you're on the podcast and you can't see this diagram, by the way, you're going to have to watch the video version. I don't know how that's going to be made available. This is the first video one we've ever done, but yeah, we'll we'll give you some instructions. So I'm going to draw the busy mum here. This is going to be an artistic wonder here. There we go. You can see what, there, there are some arms there. And I'm piling responsibilities on. So we've got, what's this one? That's kids, for example. We've got the job here. What's this one? Cooking. Think of some more examples, Rob. <laughs> what else Sorry, can we I'm just looking here? at your screen at the moment. I can't see it. Is it paused? Can't see anything. It... Hang on. Just make sure it's not paused. It How's might be that? a bit of a lag. So at the moment, I can just see uh, the, your your list. Uh, okay, now I can see a new that? page. I think there might be. Okay, yeah, good. I can see a new page. This is my. Uh, busy mum trap diagram just to come up with so we've got the responsibilities piling up so we've got kids we've got the job we've got cooking we've got uh i can't remember what this next one was but anyway these responsibilities keep piling up higher and higher i'll give you some more and it's a, it's a huge <laughs> way we should specify what these look like so you've got kids you've got cooking dinner you've got ferrying the, kid, the kids around you've got cleaning the house a lot of yeah. mums work nowadays as we talked about earlier so there's yeah, this work is on a, there as well. 
it's a problem i think that that is a big pro- part of the problem that uh okay let's say traditionally 100 years ago it was seen as like kind of the woman's woman's job i wouldn't say this is a, a correct way of looking at the world but to like raise kids and look after the household and that was like the woman's role in society and as we've become more uh you know we've developed in society it it kind of then morphed into that women would have a full-time job but also kind of look after most of the household stuff at the same time while men's role has always just been to kind of go out and make the money like the traditional man role has been that as you said it's probably shifting a little bit now but i feel like there is kind of a catch-up phase where a lot of people are in a relationship where the man operates on old school kind of values still thinking that his wife should do all the stuff uh, but also, she is then also got a full-time job. So it's like women have double the responsibility of men. I think more than busy mums, especially, have like 10 times the stress as than anybody, any other group. But anyway, so there's all this stress coming on. This is your busy mum going through life. And then she decides, she's looking as she's going through life. She starts gaining weight, uh, just starts feeling like, you know what? I would quite like to lose the weight. So there's then there comes kind of a goal over here that's like, I'm unhappy with my body. And I would like to lose some weight. So she's thinking, I've got all these responsibilities, but I also need to lose weight because I'm starting to feel unattractive. I'm starting to feel overweight. I'm getting out of breath, walking up the stairs. I'm struggling to keep up with my kids. I'm not liking the way I look in the mirror. I'm not enjoying shopping anymore. So I need to fix this problem. So what most people do is then they add more things into their already ridiculously busy life. So they add a diet in there. So they add that diet in there. um, And it's just additional kind of weight weighing down which just slows them down to reaching that goal inevitably when they've added that diet in there um it's going to start grinding them down there may be another another program this is you've heard our approach we've said you know me time is essential then they try and think okay on top of everything i've already got i'm also going to try and add in some like me time so they force this. I'm like, right, I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to keep all my other responsibilities on my plate still. And I'm going to add even more. And ultimately, on the way to this goal, when you've just added more and more stress, the diet is stress. Adding me time can be stress if you constantly feel guilty every time you take time for yourself. And you just end up here, just on the floor, completely exhausted. All of those responsibilities fall down, crumble underneath you. It all becomes too much to bear. And ultimately, you never reach that goal. So the solution to this problem is kind of rather than doing things this way that I've said, where you just add the diet, you say, right, on top of everything I do, being a mum and all of this stuff, I'm also going to add a diet on there. And I'm also going to try and force myself to take some free time for myself. So, you know, adding in loads of social events at the weekends and stuff, which can eventually that which can inevitably then lead to just, you know, drinking, and binge eating and that kind of thing. The solution to this problem is really to say, which of these things that I'm doing can I kind of remove to like lighten the load down a little bit, make it a bit more manageable, focus on the things that are really important to me. Then when I've been able to do that, then maybe I start adding in the healthy diet stuff. Then maybe I have some more room for this me time here. And I'm gonna also draw, remove that frown, put a, turn that frown upside down. <laughs> So now it's happy, you can easily shoulder this load. You step over this dead person that's fallen by the wayside and you get to the goal on the other side because you've prioritized and removed these things. Now, the reason people get stuck into the busy mum trap is because they 
there are a number of different things which stop them from being able to say, you know, I'm going to stop doing this thing. I'm going to stop doing that thing. I'm going to take more time for myself by removing these things from my life first. And the key thing that stops people prioritizing themselves usually is um, based on the kind of stories that they tell themselves, such as, you know, if I don't take my kids everywhere myself in my car, then I'm a bad mother. People may think that, or they may think, you know, I'm not, I don't deserve to have any me time. And these kind of stories repeat on loops. And these are kind of things that build up when you are, from a, usually events that happen earlier in life, something happens and then you feel that you need to behave a certain way. Otherwise, you are somehow inadequate. Otherwise, you're not good enough. Otherwise, people are going to judge you for your parenting or the way you live your life or the way you raise your children. And so you get stuck in these patterns that you can't break out of because of the, the beliefs and thoughts that are inside of your head. Yep, you summed it up and it's it's easier said than done this because the temptation, as you said, is you've got to remove something from your load if you want to keep being able to, to shoulder that load, like in your picture. So in Ben's picture, there's a lady, for those who are in the podcast, carrying a load of stuff on her shoulders and it's got her diet, all her other responsibilities. And what most people end up doing is the reason they, they sort of end up yo-yo dieting. One of the main things is because they tried to shoulder too much didn't work they ended up falling off the wagon with the diet because they're just too much they end up collapsing so then they go okay well what can i remove and the most obvious thing is the the thing that looks negotiable which is the diet and the the exercise mm. and the me time so those things get removed again you can shoulder the load but then your life is just purposeless again other than obviously bringing up kids has got a purpose but then your life just becomes again you being a slave and sacrificing yourself for everyone else and people go through this loop and then okay i'll try and put the diet back on top again oh no i've collapsed again okay we'll remove the diet and they just go through a cycle of putting it on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off because fundamentally dieting is not very complicated fundamentally getting in shape is just about not eating too much not drinking too much and exercising regularly there's a few intricacies but it's not very complicated so everyone's trying to go, oh, I need a different diet. I need a different diet. I need a different diet. The reality is you need to be able to actually create the space to be able to do the diet, create the space and create the mindset to be able to keep going with it. And as Ben said, the, 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 the big point you made, Ben, was that a lot of the reason people aren't able to stick to it or aren't able to create more time for themselves, aren't able to feel and feel like they can say no to things, cut things out, hand over responsibility to the other half or other people is those deeply ingrained beliefs that we, we all have. Like both, both you and I, Ben, have gone on a journey of working through these beliefs ourselves. Hmm. Yeah, I spent many, uh, many, many years with the, just believing that, uh, that I inherently, for some reason, just the story I had was kind of like, I'm not good enough. I think all of them come down to this feeling of like inadequacy for a certain reason i always felt attached to my kind of achievements so it's meant that i've been like a, you know a straight a student i've gone to the gym loads um i always try and do the do my best at everything but the problem with that is when i'm not doing my best at everything or when i wasn't doing my best at everything then i didn't feel like worthy i didn't feel good i just felt miserable so when i wasn't like pushing really hard and struggling and achieving and doing well i didn't feel good enough so it, the example I, with, with a lot of 
of mums who are in a situation, they may not be in the same situation as me, where their self-worth is tied to their kind of grades and stuff. But for a lot of people, their self-worth is tied to what they believe they need to do as a mum or as a as a woman in order to succeed. So they end up getting stuck in these patterns of behaviour run by their stories in an attempt to kind of constantly prove to themselves that they're good enough. Like, if I take my kids everywhere, then I'm a great person. If I go to all these meetings at school, then that means I'm, an, I'm a great person. Um, but if I take time for myself and go to the gym, then my value goes down, you know? That, that, that means I'm a bad person. That means I'm not doing well at life. So until they shift those values, it's basically impossible to go and do workouts and stuff without feeling so guilty that you end up giving up on it. And this is the crazy thing. Like, it's Ben and I have been trying over the past, how many years, four or five years now we've been running this business, probably close to five, to mm. try and help people lose weight. And slowly we've been getting deeper and deeper and deeper, realizing at every stage we're like, okay, well, we've created this diet and workout system. It works really well. Oh, wait, no one's able to stick to it. Okay, maybe we'll make it better or simpler. Did that. Still a large proportion of people couldn't stick to it. And then we're like, okay, maybe we'll, maybe we'll start adding a little mindset routine in there. And like, okay, a few more people are sticking to it. But there's still so many people who can't follow through with this. And what we realized was it's, this isn't actually a fitness problem at all. And we were, we'd spent so long trying to solve this fitness problem of, oh, the women that we work with. So we primarily work with women. These busy women can't stick to it. Why is that? Oh, it's, it's actually more a beliefs problem than it is a fitness problem. It's a, balance problem more than it is a fitness problem it's learning to balance their lives based on their beliefs and their beliefs at the moment with a lot of the people we work with are all about being a good person and what they think a good person is and trying to avoid being a bad person with air quotes there a bad person and we create these lists in our head of a bad person does these things and a good person does these things over time when people are at school told us this or our parents said oh look at that person's mum she's a bad mum because she does that or maybe your mum never looked after you and then you go, I never want to be like that. Like we work with a lot of clients. It's, it's terrible, but it's the way it is. We all have our family issues where their parents never showed them any love or affection. And so they're constantly working, 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 trying to be a great mum because they felt like their parent wasn't. There's so many different reasons that drive you to do so many different things. And if you don't ever uncover that, you kind of live this, it's kind of crazy. Like looking back two years at, three years at how me and Ben used to behave, it's you live in this unconscious life where you're just going around doing things and you don't know why you're doing them. Like I'd work, when, when Ben and I, when we lived in Sibson's so in the Midlands together, I'd work like 14 hours a day. I'd get up at 5 a.m. and just go on my computer with my hood up and then just work. And then I'd still be working at 10 p.m. at night and I'd do it every single day. We weren't even really doing very well. I didn't know why because I was hiding from problems. So there's a, there's a story I won't tell on here because it's long, but about my dad's affair and that happened. And previous to that, nothing was ever good enough for my parents or my dad specifically. And so I'd work and work and work because I was trying to prove I was good enough. And I was also trying to hide from the problems I hadn't dealt with with this affair. And so I never really understood what was driving my life. I'd do these things. I'd go to the gym and just lift weights and lift weights and lift weights and try and be stronger. And Ben was doing the same thing. And again, I didn't know what I was trying to do. I was trying to prove I was good enough. I was trying to prove I was better than the people at school that were the cool kids that, um, that I wanted to be like, but I never was like. I was trying to prove that I was strong enough to be on my own after my dad's affair. And all these things added up. I didn't know why I was doing anything. And most people end up doing this and they don't understand that the cause of all their self-sabotage 
the cause of all their pain and hurt and stress and guilt and exhaustion is down to these beliefs. And if you don't uncover them, then you're just going to continue to live this unconscious life where you can't seem to make the changes you want to make. That so was quite right. If, <laughs> if you had to break this down into, let's say, a step-by-step -step process for kind of shifting the way that. you think about shifting the way you think about yourself then balancing all areas of your life in order to reach your goals let's put this in in terms of fitness because i'm guessing everyone who wants to listen to this podcast this podcast slash video has come to this because they think you know they need to lose weight so how would you apply this to losing weight what would be the first thing you would recommend somebody does i'm just trying to get my or, plan out or now. needs or needs to even kind of the first thing somebody needs to change Okay, so the action plan that I would work through is, I wouldn't even go through changing first. First one that I worked mm -hmm. through, we worked through in the F3 Fast Track with people is seeing reality for what it really is. Because most of us are completely, we haven't even taken stock of how we live our life right now. So the first thing that we do with people is we, we do something called a freedom finder analysis, where we see exactly what we're doing every hour of every day for a couple of days, for two or three days. So we can actually start to see what we're doing with our time. Because often we don't have the time is the reason we're not doing stuff. So we need to see where we're spending our time because where we spend our time really starts to uncover the things we're trying to trying so hard to be or not to be. So it's, it really uncovers those hidden beliefs. It's the first step to uncovering the hidden beliefs is, is looking at reality. So it's getting clear on your reality and how you spend your time. And what we found with a lot of people that we work with is it's really mind blowing to them how they're spending their time how much time they're spending on certain things and not on other things. Like we had a lady this week who said she spends, I think it was four times the amount of hours on, on work than she does in any other area of her life. Four times the amount of hours. And there were things from her past and her upbringing that she started to realize she's hiding from and she's trying to make up for because she wasn't shown affection, because she was ne nothing was ever good enough. And so she constantly works and works and works, works herself into the ground and sacrifices everything else. So the first step is to get clear on the reality, as Ben said. The st second step, I've called this, I've called everything beginning with an R because I like that. So reality, the second thing is to, to uncover your, your mental roadblocks. So these are the beliefs that are holding you back. So once you've seen your reality of how you're spending your time, then we start to uncover the roadblocks of, of what's holding you back. And so these are the beliefs that you're either trying to be something or not be something. So they're the two things. So the second thing, we uncover the roadblocks by basically digging into your digging into your beliefs. So we dig down and it's kind of scary for some people, but it's to uncover what your what your fundamental beliefs are. So like Ben said, he had a he had a big thing where he was realized he, he fundamentally didn't believe that he was ever good enough. And the way he'd be good enough is by working more or by doing certain things or not doing other things. And we all have this kind of thing. It's not just Ben, obviously. So that's the that's the next step, I would say. And yeah. then there's, there's a bit of lag on your screen, so I can't quite tell what you're writing yet, but I think it should be fine, hopefully, in the recording. I've written the third, the third one. The third step um, that we're going to work through with everyone is to rewire the way you think. So once you've figured out what's holding you back is to do a process that we call the thought transform, which will start to question your thoughts and then rewire the way you think about yourself. So 
this is very important because often what we see in other people is a reflection of ourselves. And this is this could be a whole podcast in itself. But through the Thought Transformer, we, we start to see the disowned parts of ourselves, the parts of ourselves that we're trying to avoid being so much that it's actually causing us to sabotage all our results. So we try and rewire our thinking. And then with that, we basically just roll on into a 90 day challenge. And this is what I suggest people do, break up their years into blocks where we try and achieve more than you could achieve in a year. So once you've started to rewire your mind, then you can start to put things into action. So that's the final step, step four, just start putting things into action with some sort of goal-based plan. So you're saying, I'm gonna set a goal in three areas, not just one area, fitness, family, and fun. So if you have these goals in these three areas, then you're forced to actually start balancing your life because you're gonna have a goal in fitness and you're gonna have a goal in the area of fun as well, so me time. And the reason that's important is obviously, otherwise you'll just end up just spending all your time at work or on your family again. So we set goals in family, yes. So you know you've ticked that off and you know you've started investing into your family as much as necessary, but also you're gonna set the goals in fitness and fun. And then really all there is to it after that is to continue to rewire your mind as you go through and stay stay doing it, keep doing it. So what we do is we keep people very, very accountable inside our programs. So we literally chase up people every single day who haven't done what they said they'd do. And then if after three days they still haven't done it, then we phone them, we text them, we call them. Basically, we don't let them quit up, quit on their goals because a lot of people want to quit on their goals when times get tough, when life gets busy again. So I'd say, yeah, step four is you've got to take action towards goals. It's not really a step, but the underlying bit of that is then having accountability to actually do these things. Yeah, to actually put it all into action. I think the problem a lot of people fall into with this or get stuck with is they basically try and start the, this whole process at like this point here. Definitely. They think, uh, I'm overweight, what should I do? I'm going to take action towards a fitness goal. Problem is, they've got the thoughts holding them back, their thinking is completely wrong, their priorities, and they don't even know how they're spending their time. They're just, as Rob said, unconsciously just going through life and hoping everything works out fine. And ultimately, it comes crumbling down. So, if you're wanting to lose weight or change your life or change the way your body is or your health or your fitness, the first thing you need to do is just stop thinking about changing your fitness and just think about, you know, how do you spend your time? What's holding you back from taking, from spending the time on the things to get what you want, such as, you know, fitness, taking more time for yourself, eating healthier, what's stopping you from doing that now? Then change your thinking and your beliefs so that you're able to do those things without feeling guilty and without feeling ashamed and without feeling negative. And only then can you start taking, actually doing the things. Because if you just decide, I'm going to start doing fitness, and every time you go and do a workout, you feel guilty, you're not going to stick to it. You're never going to stick to it, ever. Yeah, it would just be a repeat. Oh, my voice has gone very deep. I kind of like it. It would just be a repeat of, of every other diet you've tried. There's a reason the way it's a cycle, why you start try one and then you can't stick to it, and you can try one and you can't stick to it. It's because you're trying to build or you're trying to take this action on a foundation that's flimsy, a foundation that's, that's that's not even really there because your thinking is so out of line with what you need it to be like for you to succeed. You're so stuck in these cycles of guilt and shame and not feeling like you deserve to do it and all these issues. And we all have this. Like Ben and I have spent two years working on it, more than two years, probably close to three years now on these things because until you do, you're trying to build the life you want on this foundation of a tiny little breeze block, tiny little brick. You're trying to build this life that's like Buckingham Palace and incredible 
creation that you're proud of on this useless tiny little foundation that at the moment is no way near strong enough or well-planned enough or dug deep enough to actually work. And what you've got to do is dig deep, just like if you're trying to build an amazing building, you've got to start building that amazing building above the surface by digging deep below the surface. And it's kind of scary to get into this stuff. You might end up crying. I've ended up crying going through it. Don't know if Ben has, <laughs> but I'm not I can very, say- I'm not very good at crying. It's, it's not a skill. Yeah. I, I feel sad and I just, it doesn't, like maybe one tear will come out. He's like the Terminator. So Except a couple of times I'll break, I'll cry like a baby, but it's very rare. <laughs> so yeah, you've got to dig deep down. You've got to dig deep, deep down. Just like if you're building an amazing building into the, into this, into your past, what's causing all these behaviors, what's happened, what things are not actually helping you anymore. And then you can build that amazing foundation, which is rock solid. So your mind is in the right place. Everything's in the right place. And then you can put the fitness on top. Because so many people we speak to say, oh, what we say, what's your biggest struggle? And they say, my mind isn't in the right place. I'm not feeling motivated. All this comes down to these beliefs. These beliefs are so ingrained after many, many years, especially of struggling with it, that you just go, I'm a failure. I'm not good at fitness. I maybe I'm not meant to be fit. We have all these things going on that can start from a very young age that just build up and up and up. And even below that, there's beliefs that are causing those which are like, I'm not good enough due to something that may have happened when you're younger or something that happened when you're growing up or something that happened, whatever it may have happened. We've, got, we've heard so many different stories. We've had people who've had tons of miscarriages, people who were sexually abused, people who had, like my parents, separated or had affairs and all this stuff, people who cheated on them, like all this stuff adds up to, to who you are. And if you don't then start to, to look at it and say, this doesn't have to define me for the rest of my life. Take it apart, put it back together in a way that works for you and builds a solid foundation. Then you can start to succeed. So the short answer is what Ben said. You've got to not start focusing on the fitness before you've dealt with the foundation. And the foundation isn't anything to do with fitness. And if you're looking at this and thinking this sounds impossible or like this sounds great, but how do I do this myself? The reality is it's, it's very simple. The work required to do this stuff is very, very simple. It's, it can be done on your own, but it's very, it's easy and it's simple if you have the right accountability and the right help and the right support and the right tools um, to do it. And I believe it's possible for anyone to do this, anyone to put this into action. And one of the best ways that it was described to me was one of our clients who came to one of our events. Um, we spent the entire event, I think it was two or three days working on mindset. And the way she described it was like it was removing a brick from her head. Um, which I would say, it's like if you have all of this thinking, these negative thought patterns you've built up over 10, 20 years, which have been holding you back, and suddenly you pull this, you take all of these thoughts out of your head and rewire them into something that makes sense, suddenly everything's like, it's like a light bulb switches on and everything's easy. Suddenly you're like, oh, I can just, you know, go to the gym and make time for myself and eat healthy and where, where it was a struggle two, three weeks ago, now suddenly everything's fine. It's all clear. It's all good. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> the author, I quoted this a couple of times in our trainings, a guy called Robert Bly describes what Ben's talking about as the brick is what one of our clients called it. And the one I really like is the long bag. He describes it as this long bag we drag behind us that when we're younger, it's, like it's, not, it's completely empty, so it's not holding us back at all. But then as we grow up, people start saying, oh, this about you. They say, like, someone bullies at you at school for being too smart or too nerdy or whatever. So you put you put some part of you into that bag and then something else happens, someone, you, you, you get your first boyfriend or girlfriend, you're really happy and then they break your heart and you then you put that vulnerable part of you into the bag and then 
your parents separate and you put this part of you in that you think's broken into the bag and then as you grow up more and more things happen someone at work bullies you or someone at work says something to you or you lose your job and then you put that in a, the failure part of you into the bag and slowly but surely you have so many of these things in this heavy bag behind you that you can't get anywhere you're trying to get up to this great goal that you want you keep trying but the bag is now so heavy and there's so much baggage that's not been dealt with that you just you're just stuck and you can either wait for it to come to a head some people will never deal with their baggage or you can say this is enough it's time to deal with it and if you do as ben said it all becomes easy it's not really much more to say than that no that's pretty much it so if you want to make this change you can either figure it out on your own as ben said or you can book in a session with us called the discovery session where we can help you to start coming up with your own personalized action plan for this so if you do want to do that the last thing i'll say to you is go to trinitytransformation.co.uk forward slash discovery and we'll get your session booked in today i'll put a link below this training wherever it goes up as well so you can book that in today